Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, contrast Murgatroyd. How are you this morning? I am contrasting. You're contrasting. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your television set. Do not touch the contrast. That is not the contrast we're talking about. Do you notice the pregnant pauses I take between my speech? Yeah, it's very weird. To draw you in? So you are very calculated in your uh, speaking cadence. And I just talk. That's the difference between me and you. What are we talking about today, Kimberly Murgatroyd? We are talking about contrast, Robert mm. Victor Anthony Murgatroyd. Isn't that funny how I knew that? Isn't that funny? So the concept of contrast is a very interesting concept. And we're going to use this in the framework of manifesting what you want, right? We all have different things that we want. You may call them goals. You may call them manifestation. You may call it talking, speaking it into existence, whatever you want to call it. Ultimately, there's something that is not in your life that you want to have in your life. Okay. So let's enter the word contrast here. Okay, so right now in pretty much any time in life, but especially right now, I feel like there's an exceptionally high level of contrast that could be going on for people between maybe you have children and they're not in their normal school routine or you're not in your normal work routine or life has just been cray, whatever it is. There is a lot of contrast going around right now. Contrast are is the issues. It's the things that make you create clarity about what you want and what you don't want. Contrast is, are the things that come your way that make you have all the feels one way or another so you can determine what you want. So let me give you an example. And I know we've talked about this a lot lately, but it's important. And today I want to talk about it in a different light. 
So a good example would be, you know, the way the schools are structured. And it's this, you know, let's call it nine to three or eight to three program where you drop the kid off, they sit in a chair from eight to three, and then you pick them up. Now they're sitting in a chair six feet away from other kids in a bubble with a mask on, can't see the teacher's face. Like there's all of these things. That's the contrast. Okay. So for me, I'm looking at school in that way and saying, yeah, I don't want that for my kid. So that's looking at the contrast that I'm being delivered. The contrast is all of these issues, all of these different things that are not the way it was before. I'm looking at all of those things and I'm saying, yeah, I don't want that. And instead of kicking and screaming and all of the things, which by the way, I've done, okay? So you've gotten this eight to three environment. Now it's masks and bubbles and six feet away and all the things. I'm saying, I don't want that for my kid. I don't want her to grow up that way. I don't want her to have these memories of her first few years of school. And so we're looking at doing things differently. We're looking at staying distance. We're looking at homeschooling, world schooling, all of those things. Without that contrast, the mask, the bubble, the six feet away, the way it's operated, I would never have been creating the clarity about what I actually want for her in my life. Okay, so let me give you a slightly different, you know, everybody sort of like processes things differently through their own brains. Here's how I look at contrast, and I'm not sure that I'm looking at it the correct way, but the way I look at contrast is I'm looking to see what it is that I'm unhappy with. And when I start to notice what I'm unhappy with, then I visualize a stick. And this is an example that Esther gives. And I hope I'm using the example and the metaphor correctly. But I look at a stick. And on one end of the stick is the thing that I don't want, which leads me to the other end of the stick, which by default means this is the thing that I do want. So the contrast in looking at that, looking at that stick is what is really helping me to identify all of the things I want to put into my vortex. So I welcome the contrast. I've now reframed contrast to mean something different to me. Instead of saying, I don't have the body, the money, you know, the home, the cars, the whatever that I don't, that I want, I look at them and say, let's use an example of a car. I look at them and say, okay, this is the car that I have. But what I really, really would love to have is this car. So instead of looking at it as poor me, I go, oh, there's some contrast. I want, I have an impulse. I have a desire. I have a feeling. I have an aspiration for something. And what I'm seeing in my quote, reality or what that's within my vibration right now is not what I want. So I want the opposite. So it helps me to identify what the opposite is. Is that how you see contrast too? Yeah, it's it's literally creating the clarity. So let me say something else too about this. I know right now a lot of moms are just really struggling with their kids with distance learning. And again, it's creating the contrast right now I don't know if I'm right about this, but I feel like our world is in such a pivot point, like not a pivotal point, I guess it could be a pivotal point, but a pivot point where businesses are starting to do business differently. Like something so simple, like in our little town here in um, uh, the South Bay of LA, we have tons of restaurants. And when Rob and I first got here, we're like, it is gorgeous, 
pretty much every day. It's mostly 70 degrees and sunny year round. And there is no outdoor dining and there's no dining with views of the ocean. How is this possible? In the most beautiful place, how is this possible? So insert pandemic and now you can't eat inside. So now our governor made a rule, restaurants could open, but it has to be outdoors. So guess what? The restaurants, the city, all the people played a little game called Stupid Idea Time and thought outside the box and said, what if we take away some of these parking meters, which yes, would take away a lot of our parking, but that's okay. We're a small town. You can pretty much walk everywhere. What if we do that? The city charges a little extra rent. We get extra patio space. People get outdoor dining in El Fresco in the beautiful, sunny, 70 degree weather. That's the silver lining. That's what the contrast created. Restaurants went from, oh shit, we don't have a way to make money. Oh, stupid idea time. What could we do? Let's create this outdoor space. Now, guess what? After the pandemic, everyone wants to keep the space. That contrast is given to us. It's a gift. Contrast is a gift. Even the shittiest of contrast is a gift. And it creates the clarity. When the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the husband, the wife, they cheat on you, that's contrast but it's giving you some clarity that maybe you shouldn't be with that partner and maybe there's somebody else better out there for you. Doesn't feel like that in the moment, but that's what it is. I'm very long-winded today. That's okay. Contrast is not um, usually welcome, but you can retrain your brain to go, oh, I just got some contrast over here. This sucks, but what is it that I I really do I guess I really shouldn't stir my green juice, huh? It picks up in the mic. Uh, It makes it an interesting- We got sirens. We we talk about our beautiful town. It sounds like Vietnam is burning down here. what's happening? Well, you know, we never hear sirens here. Do you notice that? I know. Until we are recording a podcast. Always the way it is. All right, so let's give you a little quick refresher on what to do when you identify this contrast. So you decide what it is that you don't want by seeing the contrast. So step one, look into asking for specifically what it is that you want. And then step two, this is where it gets woo-woo, kids. This is where you allow the universe to align with it. So let me ask you this. Do you believe that there's a whole team of non-physical beings who are supporting what it is that you want? Did you just pull that out of your ass? You wrote that down. Yeah, because that's what that's how I see this, that there's a team of non-physical beings. You have a council. That however you want to look at it. I mean, like okay, so- if 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 you are if you are trying to accomplish something, okay, look, this is where we're gonna cross the line. This is where somebody just in the car just hit and I'm out. Okay. <laughs> and somebody else went, <laughs> somebody else raised the volume, right? You're, you're either in one of two places. And this is where I'm going to stick my, uh, my little foot down, which is bloated right now from flying and salt and everything else. Are you open to the conversation about non-physical beings? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you believe that inside of you, However you want to phrase that, it doesn't, I don't think there's a physical location in your body, but you get the idea. Inside of your being is another being, or there's a spiritual aspect to you, or there's some, there's some you, spirit. You could call it a soul. Call a it what you soul, want. A soul, a spirit, right, all so, of the things. I mean, like if you, when we refer to mind, body, and spirit, right? You got your mind, you got your brain, you got your body. Meat suit. Your meat suit. Where's your spirit? 
Like when somebody's like, they have a great spirit. Where is that? Where is when it? Somebody, okay, everybody when, right now, when somebody, point, when have so, them point to their spirit. Where is your soul? When, when, when somebody says that person has a great energy, what are they referring to? Right? There is something inside of us. So if we acknowledge that there is something inside of us, then I believe that we have to acknowledge that somewhere in this cosmos, somewhere in this universe, there is some thing, some spirit that we are connecting to that is hopefully guiding us. So when you're doing step one, which is to ask, and step two, which is to allow the universe to align for you. The way I see it is that there's a team of non-physical beings that want nothing more than to help you, okay? So now you're allowing that energy, that spirits to align for you. Now here's the, here's the, here's the part that gets tricky because there's a thing that you do, <laughs> that thing that you do when it is that you want something. You start complaining about what it is that you don't have. The moment you go into, you know, I'm, I'm meditating, I'm journaling, I'm trying to do all this. Once you step into that energy, then you have stopped that energy from coming to you to be able to manifest what it is that you're after. So, there is nothing more important than to feel good with what you have. So how do you do that when you have all this contrast around you? The way you do it is by looking at what you do have around you that is really, really good. And it may be that you've got a home that you really love, or it may be that you've got a spouse that you really love, or it may be that you have a family that you really love, or, or a mom or a dad, whatever it is, step into the energy of the things that you love in an effort to raise your vibrations, to allow what you've asked for to come to you. That is the hardest part of this game. It's real easy to see what you, it's really easy to identify the contrast and go, oh, this is not what I want. That's easy. It's real easy to ask for what you want. Okay, universe, this is what I'm after. Send it to me. It is not so easy to raise your vibration while you're waiting for that thing to come and while you're waiting for all of those things to align. Think about, think about when something comes to you and you're like, I don't even know how the fuck this thing happened. It just showed up. It's because the universe aligned it in 87 different ways that you could never, ever imagine because you put yourself in the receiving mode. How do you get into the receiving mode? Find something to make you feel good. See, now you're ranting. It was a rant. That was a rant. So let me, can I, can we go back to the three steps real quick yep. and like highlight them? So number one, when you get, well, the first thing, let's call it a pre-step because I know those are Abraham's mm -hmm. actual three steps of manifestations of what you just listed out. So Prior to that, though, because we're talking about contrast, it's how do you get from A to B, right? So contrast comes in, you recognize it as contrast, you feel the feelings of it, you recognize it as contrast, you figure out what it is you do want in that situation, and you ask. That's step one. Step two, you don't do anything. The other side, the spiritual side, here's your ask, here's your prayer, here's your request and begins to go to work on it. Now step three is the hardest one and it's where the people mess up and that's in getting into the receiving mode for that. Now, let me be clear on something. It is not that you're gonna just think good thoughts, sit your ass on the couch and all of a sudden your shiny new Bentley is gonna show up in your driveway. That's not how it goes. 
So that's where people get confused with manifestation in the secret and the law of attraction. What you're attracting in that high vibration is the seed, the, the nugget, the idea, the inspiration to take the next step. So you may be asking for something monetarily, let's say, because a lot of people pray for money. So you're asking for something monetarily. You're going through the steps. You're asking, you're going and you're allowing the, the other side to take care of it. And then you're putting yourself in that high vibration. While in that high vibration, you will get urges, desires, inspirations, ideas to take a step. That step is what's going to lead to the next one, the next one, the next one, which will lead you to the monetary ask that you just made. So it's not that you don't have to do the work, okay? You have to do the work. And if you feel that nudge, like, I'm, let me give you a real nudge that I had. So before we had Sophia, or just about, I was like pregnant with Sophia, we were grinding away in the, in the chiropractic clinic. We were grinding and grinding and grinding. We were working 12-hour days, basically, out the door by 6, 7, back in the door by 7, 8. And it was a long-ass day. Rob wasn't loving it anymore. I, I mean, I didn't love fighting with insurance companies and doing all that either. So we weren't loving it. We had always wanted something different. I saw a bunch of my friends began network marketing. And in the beginning, I was like, ha, huh, that's funny. And then as they started to be successful, as I started to see their lives change, I began to feel the nudge of, I wish I could do this, but I, God forbid, said it because Rob would have like struck me down with, <laughs> with all of the, like the lightning in the world because he was a chiropractor and he was so opposed to it. But I felt that nudge and I felt that nudge and that nudge got stronger, that nudge got stronger. Finally, when we had Sophia, about six weeks later, we sat down, played stupid idea time, and I allowed that nudge to, to get verbalized. And we talked about it. We put it on the board and it ended up being the idea that we went with, which by the way, changed everything in our life. And so when you ask, what were we asking for? A different life. We're asking for time freedom. We're asking for financial freedom. We're asking for Rob to just not have to go into the clinic anymore. We're asking. It was being heard. And then three, we put ourselves in the in the higher vibration or we were trying to. And then once the higher vibration came, the nudges came and I didn't take them for years. I didn't take the nudges for three years. Finally, we took the nudges and everything shifted. And so my point in telling you that story is because I don't want you to think that if you just get in a high vibration, the Bentley rolls up in your driveway. That's not what happens. You have to hear the nudge and quiet your mind enough to hear the nudge, the inspiration, and then take massive action. And there have been things that we've done in the past to try to get out of the, the office, to try to get out of that job A. There have been so many things that we tried to do and we kept hitting a wall after a wall after a wall after a wall. That wasn't our path. But when we found the right path, it was like door open, door open, door open, door open, because we were flowing with the universe and we were flowing in vibration. Now that I look back on it, we were excited. We were happy. We were joyful. We were um, hopeful of what was to come. And we were shifting our vibration from 
hating our life to loving ex- every single moment of it. And that is what it took to accomplish the goal. It's really, it's really good. As you're taking me back to that time, you know, one of the things that I learned is to ask yourself before you manifested something, how was you feeling? How were you feeling about it right before it? And you know, when I initially think about when we first started to say, hey, look, you know, we're we're not loving fighting with insurance companies and I'm not loving chiropractic and I would like to get out of this profession and I would like to change locations, there was a wobble. And I don't know if we've talked much about the wobble, but the wobble is basically when you have this idea of what it is that you want. And there's like a yeah, but that's in there somewhere. It's like, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to move to California and not be a chiropractor anymore, but I just don't even know how, like, I'm not even sure where to begin. And I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to sell this practice. And there's this wobble as opposed to saying, yeah, no, I don't know how it's going to go, but I know exactly what I want. There's a difference in the energy. You may have no clue how you're going to do it, but if you allow that no clue of how you're going to do it into what it is that you want, now you're creating this wobble, right? Where you're not 100% absolutely clear about what it is that you are trying to create in your life. If you have an ounce of wobble where there's any... mm, I mean, I'd like a, I'd like a bigger house, you know, but I mean the mortgage or I'd love a, I'd love a nicer car, but I don't know about the safety of that car that I'm thinking of, or I'd love to have a great body, but I just, I don't, I don't want to be eating grilled chicken and broccoli and have to do that workout. Every, I can't be in the gym two hours. If you have that wobble anywhere, you're done. So think about what it is that you're trying to create and then ask yourself, where is the wobble? And another word you can look at to call it is resistance. Where is the resistance that I have in this thing? That is a key thing in manifesting. So when I do my journaling in the morning and I'm thinking about what it is that I want and I start identifying and uncover the cockroaches that need to come on when I turn the lights on. Like, what is it that I'm like resisting here? Or what is it that I'm wobbling on? Where is the absolute clarity? And it's usually around, I would say 80% of the time, it's usually around the how. Like, I have no idea how I'm going to do that. That's what, that's none of your business. You have to ask. The how is step two. You ask and you get into receiving mode. The how is not up to you, but the how will be planted in your little brain, if you just keep taking the action and keeping in that high vibe. So to circle all the way back to where this started, which was toxic positivity, which is just such a funny term to me. God, I hope that one doesn't go viral. For me, it's not about not feeling the resistance. It's not about not feeling the contrast. It's not about ignoring it and pretending that everything is so perfect. It's about feeling it, identifying it, and finding that, I'm sorry, uh, our mama village, there is a silver lining and it's called contrast creates clarity. And without that contrast, you wouldn't have clarity on what you want. And that might be the only silver lining, but it is the silver lining. So welcome the contrast, see it as a tool to create clarity in your life and then follow the steps. Step one, ask for what you want. Step two, allow the universe to do its job. And step three, consistently get yourself up the 
the emotional scale into the receiving mode so you can receive what you've asked for. There you have it. We will be starting a Stupid Idea Time virtual masterminds that we have not announced to anybody before this very moment right here. It's coming up. It is in the works. We do not have a, uh, a start date, but for listeners of the show, if you want to reach out to us by shooting us a text at area code 310-388-9724, that's area code 310-388-9724. If you would like to be one of the first to know about our Stupid Idea Time virtual mastermind, just send us a text that says- Stupid. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Send us a text that says stupid, and we will put you on the list. I'm not going to go into great detail about what it is, but I will say this. We have to keep these things small because this is very interactive with Kim and I. And as you might imagine, we can be a bit wordy. Sometimes we disagree on things. Uh, We fight it out for your benefit and we can't have a hundred people in these things because we'll never get to you. So the magic number is 20. We're going to be keeping it to 20 people. It'll be a 10 week course to help you to figure out what you want to do next and gain clarity on what you want. And we're going to play stupid idea time with you. So text us the word stupid to the number (laughs) I gave you and we'll go from there. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.